Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Well, of course you do. Well, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Good Lord Almighty, we are back for the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. Man, we've had some uh, technical issues abound this evening. Man, my uh, soundboard's acting up again. We had to restart like three times. What's happening? What is happening? Our computers are just so excited from all the great E3 news that you just can't function anymore. Uh, well, do you want to talk? Well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what happened to us this week, because I'm ready to jump into the E3 coverage, man. It was a lot of stuff dropped today. Yeah, maybe one or two things. All right. Well, what happened to you this week? Uh, let's see what happened. Um, okay, so funny story. So we wrapped up our 10-game homestand. Thursday's game, or no, Wednesday's game actually got rained out because of just the this huge storm came through it poured for like an hour and a half and they made the decision to you know postpone the game we would do a double header on thursday well as soon as they made the call it stopped raining (laughs) i was like (laughs) well of course it would happen that way because we waited until like 8 15 or 8 30 before the decision was made so we decided to do a double header and the chance for rain was just really high for the entire day on Thursday. So we made the decision, or we had decided beforehand we were going to do the first game at 4, but then it got pushed back to 4.30 because of rain. We were able to get game 1 in. As soon as it ended, it started pouring. So then we had to put the tarp back on the field, but eventually it stopped. We took it off and then played game 2 at 8 p.m. So... So th- that was a great way to end, you know, 10 straight days of, you know, nonstop work. Oh, it sounds but, like it. <laughs> yeah, but had a actually had a pretty chill weekend for the most part. And um, we've got one more stretch this half that's we're recording this Tuesday night. It's actually Wednesday through Sunday. And then it's the all star break. So we get, you know, like about a little over a week off with no games. And I'll be taking a couple of days off to hopefully complete the Parker syndrome. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it. I, uh, I sent it off for color correction over the weekend. And then I started the sound edit on Sunday, which that's going to be, that's going to be one that, you know, I wake up in the morning, make a cup of coffee, maybe a sandwich to keep with me. And then I just put my headphones in and I just start editing. Yeah. That's always fun. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, that's, that's pretty much been my week. I, I do have something exciting coming up next week, but I'll save that for the end of the show. All right. I had an interesting weekend. I ended up in... So uh, I saw. <laughs> uh, Sunday morning, I got up pretty early and went to the flea market, uh, scored some some good Nintendo games, and decided oh, I'm going to go ahead and just stop off at the gym on the way home and get a quick workout in and then go home and just eat junk food and chill out the rest of the day. As soon as I got to the gym... 
I dropped a 100 pound plate on my foot. Oh my God. That sounds awful. <laughs> uh. And I thought I was okay. Um, it just, it, my foot went immediately, just like went numb. And I was like, oh, I may have broken my foot. So I pulled my shoe off, wiggled my toes. I'm like, well, it's not broken. And so I should be okay. It'll probably be sore for a few days. And I got up and did my first set of uh, squats. And I was like, hmm, my shoe feels squishy. So I pulled my shoe off, and then I was wearing black socks, and I uh, pulled my sock down to look at my foot, and my as I peeled the sock down, my skin went with it. <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> I could see, like, into my foot, like, between the foot bones, and I was like, yep, I think I need to go to the hospital. So yeah. uh, I went to the ER, spent a few hours in there, and um, last few days I've been all gimped up with a, a bum foot and um, how I didn't break every bone in my foot is um, makes me believe that I'm actually Wolverine and have bones of adamantium. Uh, well, I've, I've always said you bear a strong resemblance to Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I do a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they say was wrong with your foot? Like what was I, the diagnosis? I, I tore the skin open and um, basically just busted a bunch of blood vessels and, uh, that's about it. So it's going to be bruised and battered for a few days. It's going to be hard to walk for about 10 days. But other than that, I should be fine. Yeah, you got really lucky on that one. Yes, I did. Because when I, I saw the Instagram post, I was like, holy crap, how did he not break his foot? Oh, wait. I, I'll If you want, I'll send you the, uh, the pre-stitches picture so you can <laughs> vomit all over yourself. <laughs> I'll uh, I think I'll take a pass right. on that one, but I appreciate the offer. So that was a fun weekend, and uh, let's hope next weekend goes a little better. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this E3 news, shall we? Let's do it. I put this one up at the very front because this is the one that excites me the most. Uh, this was actually, you pretty much find this everywhere on the internet right now, but I'm reading this one off of Forbes.com. Nintendo is making a sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but when will it release? Um, they dropped a trailer today uh, during the uh, Nintendo E3, not necessarily a conference, but um, the Nintendo Direct that they dropped today. Uh, Nintendo has confirmed that it's making a sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. The trailer was sparse, but it barely matters. We saw some sort of magical green energy. We saw Zelda and Link, their current gen, Cerulean Finest, and we saw a wide shot of the world that we spent hundreds of hours searching for Koroks in. Hype abounds. Um, so what did you think about the trailer? Did, you, did it make you excited for uh, uh, Breath of the Wild 2? Well, I will say I was absolutely shocked at this. Yeah. I, mean, I think we all knew that there would probably be another Zelda game for the Switch, but I don't think we expected an announcement this early. Well, you know, a, a lot of conferences have that tradition of saying, oh, well, here's one more thing yeah. to show you. And when I first saw like the first shot come up, I said, okay, that the animation reminds me a little bit of Zelda. And then they showed the, you know, the two shot of them walking. And I was just, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked, but I'm I'm very curious to see where they go with it because it has a very dark tone to it. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to see who the villain's going to be. 
I'm part of me hopes that it's an original villain and they don't rehash, you know, one of the classic, you know, Zelda villains. I, I'd like to see something different. And then the the ending shot with the castle being lifted up into the air yeah. was was awesome. I, I'm really, really excited for it. Will we get it this year? No. Will we get it next year? Eh, I think that might be a bit of a stretch. But we could. We could. That could be their holiday 2020 release. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe like spring 2021 at the earliest. Yeah, I'm thinking probably 2021 because I think it's really too soon. And um, I, I I knew they were going to be dropping at least one big announcement today, but I had no idea it was going to be Zelda. I was hoping it would be Metroid, but I thought maybe it would be a little too soon to drop yeah. a Metroid trailer because they it, wasn't it just this year or late last year when they uh, basically rebooted it and gave it back to the original original studio. Um, yeah. so I think it's really too soon to drop any kind of Metroid news, but coming with another Zelda so fast is, is surprising and welcome. Like I loved breath of the wild so much. I just, I'm excited. That's going to be a day one purchase for me. Oh, for sure. You know, it's interesting because it reminds me of a story that we reported several months ago, how Nintendo was considering doing a Zelda game every year original or it's a remake so uh, with them announcing it this early there might be some truth to that i hope so and mixmaster's in the the chat room hi mixmaster and he said uh he liked the shrines in the four beasts but traditional dungeons are better i'm kind of the same way i kind of want to go back to the traditional dungeons of uh the zelda series like i really do like the shrines but they kind of got tedious after a while I don't know how you felt about them. It was a nice change, but I hope with this one they go back to the original dungeon format because that was that was a highlight of Zelda is that every time you go in a dungeon, yeah. almost every room has a puzzle that you have to solve in order to get to the next room. Yeah, and then you know you have to get. I, I hope you still can collect items, kind of, you know, a bit more of a free form way than having to have, you know, the item you collect in that dungeon that ends up being essential for you to beat the boss. Yeah. I, I hope they keep it where, you know, weapons are, like I said, kind of free form, but definitely bring back the traditional dungeons. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't even mind just like a mix of the two, you know, have yeah. the shrines and the dungeons. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree, but I'm, I'm, I was shocked when they announced this, but, I couldn't be more happier about it. You and me both. <laughs> Breath of the Wild was great, and I'm excited to go back to that world. Yeah, that was the best game I played last year, hands down. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. For a year but, before, uh, actually. Yeah. Let's see. Our next story, also reported at E3, comes to us from TheVerge.com. Animal Crossing's New Horizons on the Switch is delayed until March 2020. Nintendo had some bad news at its E3 2019 presentation. Animal Crossing's debut on the Switch has been pushed back until next year. This morning, the company revealed that the new game called Animal Crossing New Horizons will now launch on March 20th, 2020, as opposed to its original 2019 date. The company said in a statement, we must ask you to wait a little later than we thought. Uh, On the plus side, we did get our first proper look at the new life sim game, which shifts the setting to a deserted island. The goal, as ever, is to build a home and life for your character. 
and it looks as though animal neighbors will move in as you clean up the island. I mean, it always sucks when, because we've talked about the huge following that Animal Crossing has, mm-hmm. and it always sucks when a game that you know, you're looking forward to is delayed. But with Nintendo, it's usually for good reason. Oh, yeah. And granted, I don't remember if they announced like a definite 2019 release date. I don't think they did. It, or it might have been late this year. So even if, even if it was just pushed back to March 20th, I mean, if it was a late 2019 release, it's not pushed back that far. Yeah. And Nintendo likes to have a decent you know, game come out in the spring. And I think Animal Crossing will be it. Yeah. I'm kind of interested in trying it out. I never played Animal Crossing, but so many people are into it. It just kind of piques my interest. I'd love to try it, but it's one of those things that I'm afraid to try because I know that if I like it, I'm not going to stop playing it. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm sure, you know, I'll say to Animal Crossing fans, like I said, yeah, it's unfortunate. I know that I get a little irritated when games that I look forward to are delayed. But it's better to wait a few extra months and have a near-perfect game exactly, than, than to have one that's rushed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm totally the gamer that's just like, I'd rather you push it back six months to a year to give me a more perfect experience than do what e th- or, uh, you know, EA does and release half-ass games every year that you have to download day one content you know, yeah. to be able to play it. But uh, I'm actually going to switch the next two stories because I want want to save the the next story for you. So I hope you hope you oh. don't mind. Oh, you're too kind. All right, so let's do the. Uh, we'll do the uh, here. I'll try to my best to do the uh, the. If you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads uh, was dropped at E3 this year for the Xbox. Um, After years of teasing it, this is also on TheVerge.com. After years of teasing, including an announcement last year, we finally have a look at the revamped Battletoads coming to Xbox One. Microsoft bought a trailer for Battletoads to this year's E3, which you can check out in the article uh, and also on YouTube. Uh, the original game developed by Rare and released in 91 was a cult favorite, but the franchise basically remained untouched for more than two decades. Uh, when Microsoft acquired Rare and several of its properties in 2003, longtime fans of the franchise hoped that Battletoads could see new life. The new Battletoads brings with it a couple of modern features, including three-player couch co-op and hand-drawn graphics. Did you see the trailer for this thing? It looks incredible. I watched it right before we started, and I agree with you. The The animation style is perfect, <laughs> and it looks fun, and it kind of makes me regret not having an Xbox because it's an Xbox exclusive. But I know. No, the, the animation, the gameplay, and everything looks awesome. This is the only reason I would buy an Xbox One. It's <laughs> for this game right here. <laughs> this, the the presentation and everything about this trailer was was damn near perfect. I know, like just like hearing it, that music got me excited because that like, when the, as soon as the trailer started, that music started, and I was like, <gasps> no. <laughs> uh, no, I'm so I'm excited iconic. to see more about this game. Yeah, I 
I'll have to find some. I think Wally has an Xbox One, so I might have to just buy it and go to his house to play it. Because I don't know if I want to buy an Xbox One just to play this one game. Uh, you froze on me. Ah, crap. You froze on uh, Twitch. Uh, I can hear you now. All right, here we go. Good good job, Discord. Yeah. All right, so the next froze. one I saved for you, because I, I, I know you're excited about this news. So this is something that's been asked for a long, long time, and I was not expecting it, but it's finally happening. This comes to us from VentureBeat.com. Nintendo announced that Banjo-Kazooie are finally coming to the Super Smash Brothers series. Mm-hmm. That means that the iconic 3D platformer duo are, fi- are finally back on a Nintendo platform. They will come to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for Switch this fall. The first Banjo-Kazooie was made by Rare and came out for N64 in 1998, and it of course had a sequel in 2000. And soon after that, Microsoft bought Rare and acquired the rights to the franchise. But Nintendo and Microsoft have been on uh, better on good terms, which is we've seen. You know, Cuphead was originally a um, Xbox exclusive, but now it's on the Switch as well. So I read the headline. Uh, it, it was a different article that I had read, but I just saw the headline. Or no, I, what I first saw was Wally tagged me on Twitter, and it was a GIF of Banjo Kazooie in Smash Brothers. And I was like, holy shit, this is real. And then I found the actual article and watched the trailer. Like the, the reveal trailer was great. Like all the ones that Nintendo does for their Smash Brothers characters, nine times out of ten are really, really good. And so, this one was no exception. So you saw, I don't know if you saw the uh, the original article I had in here that I posted in our Google Doc yesterday was um, uh, a lot of Banjo-Kazooie merchandise was starting to drop and people were speculating that there's going to be another Banjo-Kazooie game. Um, but now that they're, it's dropped that they're going to be in uh, Smash Brothers, do you think that maybe Nintendo and Microsoft are playing nice with one another and we may get another Banjo game or maybe even Battletoads on the Switch? Because that seems like a perfect Switch game. Because you know we've always talked about it, how Rare and Nintendo were like the perfect marriage for games back in the 90s. And, you know, if they could go back and, and not only just remaster some of those old games, but be able to continue some of those franchises like the Battletoads and like Banjo-Kazooie and those sorts of games... Like, that would be great if Nintendo and Microsoft kind of just, you know, profit off of one another. Well, I think it would be nothing but money for both teams. Because one of my dream games is to see a true Banjo-Kazooie 3. Now, there was one for the 360 called Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. But the gameplay was completely different. Because basically, Banjo and Kazooie have their abilities stolen from them. And the objective of the game is to build vehicles in order to maneuver around the various worlds. So it was a completely different type of game, but just with the Banjo characters. If they did a true, like, platformer sequel, absolute day one purchase for me. Like, that would be, it would be fantastic. And I guarantee you it would make good money because a lot of people grew up loving those games, especially the first one. And like you said, Battletoads, I can absolutely see that on the Switch. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, if 
Nintendo and Microsoft continue to stay on good terms. Is it likely to happen as far as the Banjo game goes? Probably not. But there's always a chance. Yeah. If anything, yeah. we could get a a remastered version. I know they did it for the 360 back in the day, but you could get a remastered Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie yeah. for the Switch. And I, I think that would even be really cool. Um, well, talking about remasters, uh, I didn't even think to put it in here um, because I was so excited about Breath of the Wild, but they did show another trailer and a release date for um, Legend of Zelda um, Link's Awakening today. Yeah, September 20th. September 20th. I'm That's a day one purchase for me. I'm excited to play that game because I only played it a little bit on my Game Boy, but I'm excited to play play it on the switch like remastered like the it looks great the music's great like it, the art style on it is definitely like it, it feels like link to the past to me and that's the type of zelda that i really love like i love the fact that they're going back and, and remastering the old stuff and coming out with new stuff and just that whole zelda world is still just alive and breathing yeah, I'm really excited for for Link's Awakening. I'm excited for you to play it. Um, I, I want to say they also announced uh, Resident Evil is coming to the Switch as yes. well. Yes, yeah, uh, Resident Evil Zero was it? I think so. One of the Resident Evils, like the the trailer they showed, you know, with the couple in the haunted house or whatever, playing on the Switch and playing Resident Evil was really cool. Um, they I also saw... announced. Um, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I saw the other day. I was looking on the uh, Nintendo um, shop, and um, they have Resident Evil Four Remaster up on there right now for like thirty bucks. I was thinking oh, wow. about getting. And that's a really good Resident Evil game. Like I, Part Two has always been my favorite. The remasters, my uh, definitely up there. Like, love that game, love the world. But Resident Evil Four is probably my second favorite Re Resident Evil game. They also had, I think, a Contra collection. Yes. As well as well as a uh, collection of mana with yes. the three original mana games, which include Secret of Mana for Super Nintendo. And both of those are available on the eShop right now. So, dude, so much stuff dropped today. I'm just like, just now, like, remembering everything that, that was in the E3 presentation, which you can go on YouTube right now, or actually just go watch it on Nintendo Direct. And I'm um, pretty sure you can still watch it. And, um, dude, they dropped so much today. I'm just like, just on what's Nintendo, on coming out on Nintendo, like, I'm not even worried about, like, Sony and Microsoft or anything like that. I'm just like, Nintendo dropped so many bombs today. I'm just like, good lord, man. Like, just stop. You're killing me. My, You're killing my wallet, Nintendo. You're killing it. No, exactly. No, it, it was... Overall, it was a very, very good presentation for Nintendo. I was very happy with it. Yeah, I got to listen to it. I didn't get to see it, but I listened to it today while I was at work, and I just... Every time, you know, some music would start or they'd be like, oh, this is such and such. I'm just like, oh, my God, <laughs> I don't have enough money. I'm going to need a second job coming up at the end of this year. <laughs> Especially like all the Zelda news, man, like that. I'm so happy that I get to play uh, Link's Awakening later this year. And then there's a new Breath of the Wild coming out. Like I was not expecting that at all. Like, no, I wasn't either. 
that just it, that was like a punch to the face, man. I was just like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> like I, I knew we were going to get something big, but I, I thought maybe it was going to be like another Mario game or something like that. I did not think it was going to be another uh, Breath of the Wild sequel, just at all. I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to be when they announced the whole one more thing deal. Mm-hmm. I was like you thinking maybe it's a new Mario, but the Zelda was a, a complete shocker, yeah. but but in a good way. But it was great. And yes, Mixmaster, you should go and watch it right now. It was It's only like you know 45 minutes long, so you can get through yeah. it pretty quick. And it's I know one, when it's, I... It's one thing after another, too. It's like, you know, they, each game they showed like maybe two minutes and then they were on to the next thing. I know I'm definitely, whenever we finish the podcast, I'm going to go back and watch the Banjo-Kazooie reveal yeah. <laughs> just because of how good it was. Yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, definitely do it because it's it's one of the better reveals. Oh, yeah. Um, but now I guess we're kind of done with the E3 news for right now. Uh, <laughs> we have two more stories to get through. Um this one is on NintendoLife.com. I think we actually covered this a while back when they were talking about this in the early stages. But um, Polymega's next-gen light gun controller will let you play Duck Hunt on your HD TV and House of the Dead and Time Crisis. Wow. Light gun-based video games are as old as the video games industry itself. Um, it was always uh, one of the accessories with some of the early consoles as far as, you know, like the, the Master System, Nintendo, uh, Sega Genesis. Well, not the Sega Genesis, but a lot of early consoles had, you know, light guns that came with them. But they only work on CRT televisions because they use um, light-based technology. And with new flat screen LCD and LED screens, it doesn't work like that anymore. So unless you have an old CRT television... You can't play Duck Hunt or Hogan's Alley or anything like that. You can't play any light gun games. So Play Maji, the team behind the upcoming all-in-one retro system, Polymega, has just revealed that it is working with Sendin Technology to pr- produce a light gun for the HD TV generation, dubbed the RGC01, short for Retro Gun Controller. This unit will plug into the, into the Polymega via a USB connection and will enable you to play all of the light gun-based titles available for the NES, SNES, Mega Drive, Genesis, Mega CD, Saturn, and PlayStation. So you'll be able to play House of the Dead, Time Crisis, Point Blank, Duck Hunt, Yoshi Safari, Leather Enforcers, uh, lethal enforcers, not leather enforcers. <laughs> this isn't Pornhub. <laughs> uh, Snatcher, Yet. like any kind of light gun game that you had in the past, you will be able to play it. And I don't know about you, but this thing looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a like a legitimate police gun in a way. Um, yeah, I. It's funny because you know I remember playing Duck Hunt when I was a kid. And always thinking that the gun accessory was just so cool. Yeah. Wanting to shoot and that even, damn dog. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that stupid dog. Which is still, it's such a troll in the new Smash Brothers, yeah. and it's great. Like, it, 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 Nintendo owns that role for that dog. Yeah. And, and I love it. They need to give us an updated version of Duck Hunt where we actually get to shoot the dog, because that would just be... <laughs> That would just be cathartic after 35 years of that damn dog laughing at you. Well, you get to beat the crap out of him in Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's a, just that's a nice good. consolation. <laughs> 
But no, I think this is really cool. You know, I always love hearing, you know, remakes of old accessories like that because the when you think of classic Nintendo, I mean the the zap gun is right up there as far as iconic accessories go. Yeah. You know, I remember when uh, the first Splatoon came out for the Wii U. One of the options you can choose from as a weapon is the old um, the NES gun, hmm. which is a nice you know little throwback. So, no, I think this is really cool. Oh, one more story, a uh, little story bit that we forgot yeah. to talk about. Arcade One Up is going to be releasing uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cabinets and uh, the X Men cabinet, which is one of my two favorite arcade games of all time. So I don't know what the video game industry is doing to me right now, but they're they're trying to make me go into the... I'm not going to have anywhere to live. I'm just going to be in the streets with all my video game stuff. You can always move to Pensacola and live with me. Yeah, I'll just do... I'll just move. <laughs> Bring my uh, T- TMNT machine and my X-Men machine and all my Switch games with me. I can tell you the Ninja Turtles, as soon as I saw that one, I said, yep, I'm buying it. Yeah. I didn't even look at the price. I said, I don't care what it is. I'm buying it. I know. I saw it and I was just like, oh, God, man. Like, I, I just I don't have the money for all this stuff and I want it. I want it all. But it includes the original arcade game plus Turtles in Time. I can't say no. I'm, well... <laughs> I'm gonna have to go sell a kidney. I mean, you only need one, right? I'll sell yeah. one the bad one, the the one that gets yeah. the stones in it. That way, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. How much do you get for like plasma and blood and sperm? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to go into full detail of that. But... <laughs> uh, I might have to sell my car. I don't know. Oh, crap. Sell my cats. <laughs> yeah, you can just ride a bike. Yeah, I could do that. I live close enough to work. I can do that. Yeah. But to close us out for the news, uh, this comes to us from Forbes.com. Here's every game coming to the Sega Genesis Mini in September. It's been kind of a reoccurring thing that we've been talking about. Yes, we've been covering this for weeks. They have released their full list of games to the Sega Genesis Mini, which comes out this September. Uh, there are a total of 42 games launching up mm-hmm. from the original 40 that Sega promised, which is kind of crazy because the NES Classic had 30 and mm-hmm. the SNES had 21. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through the full list. I'll just name off some of the highlights. We have Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Tetris, Virtua Fighter 2, uh, Kid Chameleon, Dynamite, Heady, Altered Beast, which is one I've been excited to play. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Contra Hardcore, Golden Axe, Earthworm Jim, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Castle of Illusion and World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, Super Fantasy Zone, Landstalker, Mega Man, The Wily Wars, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, Ghouls and Ghosts, Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle, Fantasy Star 4, Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball, and Vector. Dude, this is a monster list for this. Uh... Oh, did you freeze up again? Oh, no, you're bad. But, dude, this, is a, uh, this is a monster list of games for this console. They've, this is a day one purchase for me. I'm actually going to go this weekend. or Actually, I may go ahead and pre-order it from Amazon just so I can have it day one. 
because that's I what am, I'm going I am excited for this, man. Like, <laughs> I just like the list of games for this. That's like it's every game I wanted to play and never got to. So, like, Sega is really coming out swinging with this thing. It's kind of ironic that I feel like they're in a way beating Nintendo at their old game with releasing the old mini consoles. Yeah, and Mixmaster said really that uh, he wishes that Ghostbusters was on it, and um, I I wish it was too, because um, I don't know if you ever saw the Ghostbusters game for the Sega Genesis, but it actually looks really good for the time. Like there wasn't really many good Ghostbusters games back then, but I think the one for the Genesis was actually really good. I didn't even know there was one for the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should uh, go back. I think um, the Angry Video Game Nerd actually did a video on Ghostbusters games, and he covered the uh, the Genesis version, and um, it was actually really good. Like, it looked great, too. It looked like it was really fun to play. Well, I know they're remastering the Ghostbusters game that came out for, I yes. think, uh, Xbox 360, mm-hmm. which I heard was really good as it well. It was really good. I love that game. Yeah. Like I heard it had a good story and everything. Mm-hmm. It was kind of short though. That was my only complaint about it. I think it only took me like you know 9 hours to beat it or something like that. So I, I really wish it was a a bigger game. I w- I, w- I wish it was like an open world game. Like don't get me wrong, I love the game, but I would have loved to have had a little bit more in that world. But um but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, once it's out, like the remastered version, I'll have to check it out because it was one that, you know, I wish I had played, but I just kind of missed out on. All right, well, it looks like we're going to go ahead and skip this month in video game history tonight because uh, that was a lot of news to get through. And uh, we're going to save all this uh, video game history stuff for next week. And tonight, Derek is going to be talking about... Nice jaunty little tune. Dun, dun. Yeah, it is pretty catchy. It's funny because, you know, I played that game the other day for the first time in many, many years. And when I heard the song, just memories just started flooding back into my yeah. mind. It's crazy how, like, retro gaming music has that effect on you. Because mm-hmm. you heard it so many times over and over again. Yeah. But uh, so I took your advice and posted a poll on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And I had a three-way tie, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, So the other two that were voted on, those are going to be my next two reviews. But this was the first one that I saw be voted on. So I figured I would start with it. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Retro Gaming Dev, which I believe is Nate. Uh, he said, I am voting for the Wario game because I haven't really heard much about it before, but I do love me some Bomberman. I bet it is good. So it's a funny story about how I was introduced to this game. Uh, the game I'm going to be reviewing is Wario Blast featuring Bomberman for the Game Boy. It was developed by Hudson Soft and published by Nintendo in 1994. It's the Western release of Bomberman GB and is a crossover between Nintendo's Warrior... F- Wario franchise 
and Hudson's signature Bomberman franchise. So I want to say that I've touched on this on previous episodes, but I never really played any of the Bomberman games. But this came out at a time that I was such a Nintendo fanatic and I had to have my hands on anything, you know, Mario, Zelda, Star Fox, any of the main franchises, if their name was on it, I had to at least try it out. Yeah, I remember that feeling. (laughs) And I remember seeing this game. This was not too long after uh, Mario Land 2, which introduced Wario, and he became such a popular character after that that he got his own spinoff games, this being one of them. So this was my indirect introduction to Bomberman. Like, I had heard of Bomberman before, but just one of those franchises that, you know, I never played. So I remember getting this. I can't remember if I got this as a gift or not. It might have just been, you know, something I saved up my money for and, um, and was able to get it. But um, to, to explain a little bit about the plot of the game, Wario one day stumbles upon Bomberman's world and being do. the greedy sort he is, <laughs> decides to loot it for his own gain. And Bomberman is the only one that stands between Wario and the complete decimation of his world. I always love the plot synopsis of these old games, like old Nintendo games, like Wario one day stumbles upon Bomberman's world. I'm like, as you do, you know, like that, it just, it just happens. <laughs> and that's he was the out for an evening stroll and just yeah. found a portal and said, oh, I think I'm going to steal everything in there. Yeah, you know, it just, it happens. Yeah. So this plays exactly like, because uh, I've watched videos of Bomberman games since then. It plays very similar to those type of games. It just has a Wario and Nintendo, you know, flavor to it. Which, I mean, it drew me into it, so it definitely did its job. Uh, throughout the game, the objective of the game is to blow up enemies to move on to the next stage. Each stage is viewed from an overhead perspective as walls are blown up to find power-ups and locate enemies. Victory comes once they are defeated. Then after three rounds, the side with more victories wins and move on to the next stage. And of course, you can play as either uh, Wario or Bomberman. So if you're playing, like say if you're playing as Wario, then you'll obviously be fighting Bomberman once you win round one, you go to round two where you fight two Bombermen. Hmm. And then from there, you go to three. And once you beat them, you do a boss battle. And once you defeat the boss, you get a power-up. Whereas if you play as Bomberman, you basically fight Wario clones. So it's a, it's a fairly simple process, but it's actually... It was a little more difficult than I remembered. You know, I've, I've been playing it off and on the last couple of days. And it took me a bit to really get going because it's been, like I said, many, many years since I played it. And the first world, I kind of got my ass kicked a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But once I got the hang of it, you know, I was able to progress a bit more. And some yeah. of the, the power-ups you get while you're actually on the battlefield are really cool because like say for example when you lay down a bomb the explosion is only wide enough to cover you know one square on each side of the source of the explosion well you get these power-ups so say for example if you pick up a bomb then that means you can lay down um more than one bomb you know kind of at a time it's basically when you lay down a bomb you can't lay down another one until it explodes but if you get the bomb power-ups 
then you can lay down multiple. Yeah. And you get this, I don't know what the technical name of it is, but the, the icon basically looks like an explosion, and that increases the range of your bomb explosion. Now, if you get a lot and you lay down a bomb, then you better get out of the way <laughs> because it covers practically the entire map. And see that like you were talking about uh, the game getting your ass kicked on the on the first stage. Like I played Bomberman not too terribly long ago, and I remember it just being one of those kind of uh, not necessarily puzzle games, but one of those games that it takes a little while to kind of get it, but when you do, it, it becomes very addictive. Yeah, yeah, I I would absolutely agree with that, and I think the. The power-ups add a cool dynamic to it. Now, I can't speak for Bomberman games whether or not they have power-ups, but, for example, after you beat the first boss, you get what's called the kick power-up. So basically, when you lay down a bomb, you can kick it across the battlefield. Now, if it hits, you know, like a wall or an obstacle, it will stop. But it it allows for more, like, long-range combat than pretty much having to be right at your opponent. Yeah and laying down a bomb. I feel like this game would have been a lot of fun, you know, if I had like a sibling or someone I knew who was as into Game Boy games as I was. Yeah. Because it seems like a great multiplayer game. And one of the cool features of it, you know, we've talked about I know we've talked more about it in person than we have on the podcast, but the Super Game Boy mm-hmm. when it came out. So when you when you bought certain games and you plugged them into the Super Game Boy, the backgrounds would look different. Like someone would have, you know, like just instead of having like a black border, you'd have like for Wario Blast, you would have um, the, the border circling the screen would be a bunch of Bombermen looking like they're watching the stage, like they're at a stadium or something Yeah. with Wario just randomly in the middle like surrounded by all these Bombermen just watching it, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> and that was the cool thing about the uh, the Super Game Boy for the Super Nintendo. Some certain games, I think uh, like Donkey Kong, actually had the border around it from the uh, original like arcade game, I think. Because some of the, you know, some of the Game Boy games would have enhancements in them when you use the Super Game Boy, it would have like different borders and like you know, you would get some variations of color, uh, like you said, different backgrounds and things like that. So they would be kind of enhanced for the Super Game Boy. Yeah, and it was cool to see because I remember there being a little icon on the box art that would say Super Game Boy Enhanced or something yeah. along those lines. Now, my I don't have too much criticism of this game because the gameplay is fairly simple. Um, it's a little difficult to pick up at first, but once you get the hang of it, like you said, it becomes very addictive. Yeah. I have really two knocks about this game. There's that one and the the well-regarded password system. Oh, no. <laughs> this game uses a password system to save progress. And this I was think 1994. Weren't we beyond the password system at that point? I don't understand why any game released after like 91 from Super Nintendo on to me, there's no excuse to not have a a password system. You tell me it has a password system and that immediately just like gives me a headache. Yeah, (laughs) it sucks. Well, because I can remember, you know, having to I always had a little pad with me 
And whenever I would have to stop, I'd write down the password. It's just like a four-digit password, but it's still a pain that you have to remember that yeah. or write it down rather than just like, oh, continue game, click, and then you resume. I mean, all I had to do was put a battery in there, a little tiny battery, and it would have saved right? the game. <laughs> it's not that yeah. much information for a, a you yeah. know, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but overall, you know, I that's really the only two knocks that I have of this game. Um, some of the reception, GamePro criticized the game's graphics and difficult control, but judged the game overall enjoyable due to its classic Bomberman elements, summarizing that a legendary concept gets a great Nintendo treatment. Uh, Nintendo Power said the game was, <clears throat> excuse me, great multiplayer action. With good use of Super Game Boy colors and music, and the game had larger areas than in previous Bomberman games. I, I don't really knock the graphics too much because I've seen better looking Game Boy games, but I've also seen a lot worse. Yeah. You know, one, one of the comments says it's difficult to recognize your character. I personally didn't think so because I, I went through a couple of rounds, some as Wario, some as Bomberman, and you you can tell the difference so that that didn't really bother me too much but overall i mean that's wario blast in a nutshell i mean it's a fairly straightforward game i mean it's very formulaic you know you beat your your opponents and then you fight a boss and then you move on to the next world and then eventually you beat the game yeah and like I said, you know, the, the, the whole Bomberman series, like it's kind of hard to kind of figure it out at first, but once you do, it's very addictive. So, you know, I, I'm always a, a fan of, you know, if you find a, if a Bomberman game out there in the wild, go ahead and pick it up because it's just, it's kind of one of those just pick up and play kind of games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I think I would probably give this game either a six and a half or a seven, you know, it, it's still, it's still fairly fun. I don't know that it's something that I would play on a regular basis. So I think that's why I knock it down a little bit. Plus the, the password system. Yeah. Really kind of bothers me. <laughs> password system. But, but if you're a fan of the Bomberman games and you've never played this, definitely check it out because I, I think it's, it's a really cool spinoff. Cool. Uh, I'm hoping that one of these days they start putting Game Boy games up on the uh, the N Nintendo Switch Online. That and Super Nintendo games. I was hoping that they would announce that today, but yeah, I was surprised they didn't. That was something I thought they would do as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not terribly disappointed, but I, they're going to have to address it sooner or later. I'm hoping maybe by the holidays they'll start doing it. Yeah, and it might just be one of those things that they, when they release one of their random directs, they'll say, "Oh, yep, we have, you know, five Super Nintendo games available now." Yep, they need to they need to do something. <laughs> this four I'm games sorry, a month is not cutting it. No, that's such a joke. It is absolutely a joke. But um, for my review next week, I am in a Western mood because I've been playing Red Dead Redemption Two for the PS4, and I just so happened to pick up Gun.Smoke the other day at the flea market, one of the games I've been looking for forever, and finally found a loose copy of it and picked it up, 
in very good condition, and um, I'm excited to play it because I have some very specific memories of this game, and um, I, I want to get in. I want to dig into those memories next week when I talk about Gunsmoke, not related to the TV show, which is why there's a was, dot in there. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Yeah, but yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully, I can find a cowboy hat by next week. I know I'm going to try to find one too. We can do the whole show in <laughs> cowboy hats. <laughs> and I'll do it. I'll do it in my best uh western, you know, uh western accent. Just do Vilker with the southern twang to yeah. it. <laughs> I take comfort in that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what uh, I'm doing next great. week and uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and start winding this thing down. So Derek, what do you got for him on our way out the door here tonight? So next week, I've actually got uh, a pretty cool thing that I'm doing. Uh, for those who follow me on Facebook, you've probably seen me share it a couple of times, but we have a local production company here in Pensacola called Vivid Bridge Studios. They do really fantastic video work, but they also host uh, like seminars and lunch and learns about various topics. Well, they're doing one on Wednesday, June 19th called The Principles of Podcasting. And yours truly will be on the panel. Fantastic. So uh, for anyone who's interested, um, hopefully, yeah, there we go. Uh, it's going to be held at CoLab Pensacola, which is downtown. Uh, it's at 418 West Garden Street. Uh, you can uh, find the event on Eventbrite. I know seats are still available, not too many left, but admission is free for that. So Awesome. It'll be myself and three other local podcasters just kind of talking about how we got our start, advice we can give to people who are wanting to do a podcast. It should be a really fun time. It'll be it's three people that I've never met before, so it'll be cool to to interact with them. Fantastic. That's awesome, man. Congratulations for uh, being recognized for your podcasting contributions. I appreciate that. I don't know. I'll tell them, you know, don't thank me until after the panel's done <laughs> in case I don't completely screw it up. But no, other than that, um, my goal is. Uh-oh, Derek froze again. Oh, darn. <laughs> Man. Oh, well, um, I guess. um I was kind of hoping he would catch back up, maybe now, not now. Well, I guess I will go ahead and end out the show tonight since it looks like um, Discord has frozen for good. So I'll go ahead and start the music here. If you would like to email us, we're available at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro. We are at individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. Patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. If you want to go throw us a buck a month, get us back up to that $50 level so we can do the extra episodes for you every month. And um, if you can't do that, can't give us a buck, leave us a review wherever you listen to this show. So in the words of Mr. Derek Diamond, we uh, I keep wanting to say live long and smoke meats, but that's Wally. So we'll, uh, <laughs> what does Derek say? Um, hmm. Oh, may of the way of the hero uh, be of the Triforce.
I did.